0: You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Physician suicide rates are often reported as being higher than the general population or higher than other academics. What does the research really say? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Eva Schernhammer. Dr. Schernhammer is Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Harvard Medical School and Assistant Professor of Epidemiology at the Harvard School of Public Health.
1: Welcome to ReachMD. Well, thank you, Leslie. I'm happy to be here and look forward to chatting.
0: This is such an important topic, of course, for all of us. What is the, the common knowledge about physicians and suicide?
1: Well, uh, there have only been a few studies that have tried to address that question, whether there truly is an increased risk for physicians to commit suicide. And generally... What we think we see in those studies is is that there is an increased risk of suicide among physicians, particularly perhaps so among female physicians. Among female physicians? Yes. As you probably know, women have only entered medicine a couple of decades ago, and the studies that we're looking at span the last century. So there's only about half of all studies that do include female physicians. So we're speaking about much smaller number of studies that have been able to look into this but those seem to suggest that women encounter about three times higher risk of committing suicide than men do in that profession.
0: So female physicians are three times more likely to kill themselves
1: than male physicians? Roughly. So if you we have data that compare physicians to the general population and if you look at the combined evidence Men have about 40% higher risk of committing suicide, whereas women physicians commit suicide at a 130% higher rate than the general population.
0: So in the general population, women attempt suicide more frequently than men, but aren't nearly as, I hate this expression, successful, which doesn't seem like a success, but uh, completers, shall we say. It sounds like in women physicians, that's not the case.
1: I think that's a very important observation, Leslie. It is true that in the general population, about one in 15 attempted suicides, especially among women, is successful. Among female physicians, on the other hand, the rate of suicide attempts is actually lower than that of successful suicides. And I think what that points to is perhaps one of the reasons that have been proposed for the increased rate of physician suicide among women, and that could pertain to the methods that are chosen by female physicians as compared to women in the general population.
0: So we know how to kill yourself better than the general population.
1: Perhaps so. Um, We do know that in the general population, men tend to choose methods that are more likely to lead to success, if you will. So men tend to use firearms by far more often than women when they commit suicide. Among physicians, you see that because of the access to drugs that physicians have, both men and women, they tend to use more safe methods, if you will. And they know how to apply these drugs to also successfully commit suicide.
0: Now, you've actually done some research about physicians and suicide. How did you get interested in this topic?
1: My interest in physician suicide is a very personal story. It relates back to the time when I was still in a fellowship for oncology, and I remember the time when I was working around with a female colleague of mine who I didn't know too well, but I knew she was married. She had a small child, and one day I would come to work, and I would hear that my colleague wasn't able to come because she had hung herself in the toilet of her apartment. That was very traumatic in many ways to me because there is this sense of, could I have done anything to prevent this from happening, given that I was working so closely with her? And that still, I think, is something, a message perhaps for other colleagues that clearly there could be something in the way colleagues may interact or behave that could point towards an increased risk, perhaps, for them to, to be suicidal. And that certainly would be something to pay attention to and to reach out to these colleagues. Uh, tell us about the work you've done. Perhaps to continue that story, m- the reason why I'm doing this research is after my uh, colleague committed suicide, three more colleagues in the same hospital committed suicide, which is not actually not uncommon that one suicide ends up leading to a suicide streak. So that two years or so within that time, four colleagues of mine committed suicide left an impression on me and made me think that I would like to do some research that perhaps could highlight that if there is an increased risk among physician suicides and perhaps even stimulate more research in order to understand what the actual risk factors are for a potentially higher rate of suicide among physicians.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Eva Schernhammer. We are discussing the high rates of physician suicide. So what have you found in terms of risk factors?
1: Well, we conducted a study where we were trying to combine all the evidence that had been published, and in that combined evidence, we did see that there is a gender difference among male and female physicians. Now, we didn't have data to actually look into the causality of that increased risk of suicide, but there is some literature out there that tries to sort of look at known suicide risk factors and how that pertains to the physician community. And having said that, I also would like to point out that Apart from this perhaps higher suicide rate among my colleagues, there's also a lot of good things to be said about physicians, which in many ways are living a role model life in terms of their smoking rates, pertaining to great diets, exercising at a higher level than the general population. And it has also been shown that physicians tend to live a couple of years longer than non-physicians. So generally, that profession is doing very well. But there are certain things they may encounter in the profession that may actually add to underlying risk factors such as perhaps a higher prevalence of psychiatric disorders or social factors that then may lead to a crisis and in the combination of an underlying risk factors can perhaps lead to an acute increase in the risk of committing suicide.
0: Does specialty seem to matter?
1: There are some studies that support this. So especially specialties that have better access to drugs, such as anesthesiologists, perhaps. But there are also studies supporting that psychiatrists have a higher rate of suicide, even higher than colleagues from other sub-disciplines. And there is also evidence that uh, physicians working in the emergency room may also have a higher rate. So
0: we see gender differences, some specialty differences, risk of comorbid psychiatric problems, substance abuse, any other factors that seem to increase the rate of suicide among physicians?
1: Well, there has been arguments, uh, given the particularly higher rate among female physicians, that perhaps gender-based harassment may play a role. And there are also some interesting studies Supporting especially in male-dominated professions, for instance, among female surgeons, that there is a really high rate of gender-based harassment. There are data supporting that up to 50 to 75% of all women in that profession have at one point or more than once been gender-based harassed or sexually harassed. And clearly that could add to the stress that female and male physicians already encounter in their profession. So there has been talk about that gender inequality in certain subspecialties that may contribute to perhaps higher risk among the women.
0: Now, any ideas what we as a profession can do to prevent physician suicide?
1: Well, my advice would be based on my own experience to clearly watch out for your colleagues, for one, And if you do notice any differences, if you know of a colleague who is encountering a crisis, and such crisis could be the loss of a relative, of a child, of a spouse, could be retirement, or a woman going through menopause, all sorts of crises that you might encounter in your colleagues that you think warrant perhaps your particular attention. And I say this but particularly because there's also evidence that physicians have a harder time reaching out for help if they need help. Mm-hmm. And in addition, if they do reach out for help, oftentimes they don't receive the type of help they would perhaps receive if they were not physicians themselves. So I think it's one thing is for us to look out for colleagues who might be in need. And then there has also been suggestions that perhaps one should uh, try to establish more especially confidential access to psychotherapy to perhaps encourage an open discussion about the stresses that physicians encounter in their daily practice, and of course also to equalize professional conditions, and this is going back again perhaps to gender-based differences in the stresses that women as opposed to male physicians encounter Mm -hmm. Are
0: there any resources that our listeners might turn to for more information?
1: The American Medical Association, I'm sure, would have information. Definitely, each hospital should already have in place some sort of access to help for physicians who are in need of either psychotherapy or counseling. So probably to check with the individual hospitals or with the American Medical Association would seem the best. Starting place for more information.
0: It seems like confidentiality is, is such a huge issue for physicians in need of treatment that it seems like a perfect opportunity for some sort of internet based treatment or evaluation service. I wonder if anybody's working on that.
1: Yeah, that's a good suggestion. I don't know whether anyone is working on that, but I truly think that, that new technology may open up new venues and ways how one could do this in a very confidential way because you're right there is this threat of losing their medical licenses for physicians if they do seek help for certain psychiatric problems. So clearly there is a need for confidentiality, particularly when it comes to counseling physicians. So yes, I think your suggestion is a good one. I'm not aware of any particular efforts that are currently being undertaken in that regard.
0: Yeah, because certainly, at least in, in Idaho, where I practice, every time you renew your medical license, you have to answer that question, you know, on the license renewal form is, have you ever in the past year received any sort of psychiatric treatment? So I wonder if it does prevent people from seeking help.
1: It might. It might. And that clearly is something that could perhaps be improved by ensuring that these types of reasons for counseling don't threaten the loss of licenses among physicians. Do you have any other studies planned in this area? I would love to explore the risk factors for suicide in perhaps a cohort of nurses to sort of see what, uh, especially in medical professions where chronic stresses are for sure more prevalent than in many other professions, what sort of risk factors we could find, and perhaps eventually by preventing certain risks, reduce the risk of suicide in this profession.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your work with us today.
1: It was my pleasure.
0: Thanks, Leslie. We've been speaking with Dr. Eva Schernhammer about physicians and suicide. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For a complete program guide and downloadable podcasts, visit our website at www.reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.